Hello and welcome to the first ever issue of Petrolhead News, a format in which I'd like to discuss fairly recent topics relevant to the Petrolhead. Let's start with BMW. Almost 20 years ago, BMW built a prototype touring variant of the E46 M3. The press was allowed to drive it and while we don't know what the general consensus was, we know the result. There was no touring variant of the E46 or any of the following generations. Then a year ago, the new BMW M CEO, Markus Flasch, claimed that tourings would not fit the strategy. That's what the SUV line is for. I heartily disagreed. But then, on the 12th of August this year, BMW M announced that there would be a touring version of the G80 M3. They didn't show much other than this photo of the back of the car. We can see the flared wheel archers and the four exhaust tips. So no surprise thus far. I'm just hoping that the Touring will be available as a manual with rear wheel drive. A few days after that, BMW M shared a video on Instagram showing a prototype leaving a BMW facility. The big grille, the flared wheel archers, the four exhaust tips are all features that are easily recognizable. I am chuffed there is finally going to be an M3 Touring, but I can't help think about the what-ifs. What if there was a Touring version of the E36 M3? That one was still inconspicuous. It was not very wide, it had only one double exhaust pipe. And that one as a Touring, especially with the 3.2 litre inline 6 with 321 horsepower, would have been a real sleeper. Or how about an E30 M3 Touring? with the outrageously broad hips. Or how about an E90 M3 Touring with the fabulous 4-litre V8? When is it going to arrive and what will it cost? It looks like the car is due to arrive by the end of next year or early the year after that, together with the X-Drive models or a possible facelift. Prices I think will be around 100,000 Swiss francs. Let's stick with BMW for a moment. A British company called Everything M3s has developed a conversion kit for the E46 M3 CSL that turns the car into a proper manual car. The kit includes a new clutch and the pedal, the linkage, a new flywheel and ECU upgrades. In total, 180 original BMW parts are going to be used. The conversion will set you back 3,500 pounds or 4,300 Swiss francs. I am not too fond of these conversions, but I think in the case of the E46 M3 CSL, that conversion is addressing the one single big flaw of the car. I think I would do it. There is no shortage of super and hypercars at the moment. And generally, I am not very interested, because they are either about a million horsepower or a thousand kilometers per hour top speed, and those things are just irrelevant. This one seems to be a little different though. It's called the T50, and is being built by GMA, Gordon Murray Automotive. Now you might remember that Gordon Murray was the head of design on the McLaren F1 project. You could think of the T50 as the spiritual successor of the F1. Warden Murray insists that this car is not about numbers. 
It's not about 0 to 100 times. It's not about top speed. It's not about lap times on the Nordschleife. It's supposed to be the best driver's car. And yet, it's not easy to not talk about the numbers. The T50 has a bespoke 4-litre Cosworth V12 that produces 663 horsepower in a car that weighs just 987 kilograms. That's 670 horsepower per ton. To give a little contrast, my M5 Touring has a paltry 250 horsepower per ton. Those 663 horsepower are available at a dizzying 11,000 RPM, and the engine will go on for another thousand revs before it hits the limiter. Being a fan of instant throttle response, I was most impressed by the following metric. It picks up revs at 28,500 RPM per second. That means, from takeover to the rev limiter, it takes the engine just point. Visually, it's very close to the F1. It is a three-seater, like the F1. It has a manual gearbox, just like the F1. And just like the F1, it has fans in the back, or rather, one massive one. According to Gordon Murray, this will allow for various driving modes, one of them being a maximum downforce one, in which the fan sucks the air from beneath the car and forces it into the tarmac. Another one is top speed mode, where the fan creates a virtual long tail to create as little turbulence at the back as possible. A few days ago, GMA announced the T50S, the racing spec. It is more powerful and, astonishingly, even lighter. 730 horsepower take on 890 kilogram. That's 820 horsepower per ton. Another 1,500 kilograms of downforce are added to that at 240 kilometers per hour. But what would be genuinely marvelous if GMA decided to build a relatively affordable car with, let's say, an inline six with 300 horsepower. At this point, I was going to talk about the AMG GT Black. But then Aston Martin revealed a car a few days ago that made me considerably happier. The Victor. It's a one-off based on a 177 prototype with the 7.3 litre naturally aspirated V12. Cosworth gave it an overhaul so it produces a whopping 850 horsepower. Mounted to that engine is a six-speed manual gearbox. Yes, that's a rear-wheel drive manual car with 850 horsepower. And it doesn't look half bad. The designers went for a blend of Vulcan and 70s V8 Vantage. And from the front, I think it looks stunning. The back end is a little mad, but then I reckon the entire car is mad. I believe the Victor is more quintessentially Aston Martin than any other car they make right now. Big, net asp V12 at the front, manual gearbox in the middle, and drive goes to the back. Can we have more of that, please? Now let's talk about the GT Black. You might think, wait a minute, that's not even your sort of car, and you'd be right. The reason I'd like to talk about it is its engine. And I don't mean the 730 horsepower it produces. I have a sneaking suspicion this is going to be the last AMG V8. There are rumors of 3-liter V6s and 2-liter inline force being developed for future AMG models. I am not a Mercedes man, but after the downsizing frenzy started, 
I was happy that Mercedes kept the V8s right down to the C63 AMG. But it seems those times are over. I read an article recently with an AMG engineer explaining that the GT Black is not just a GTR turned up to 11, it's an entirely different car. To make his point, he said that all AMG V8s have a cross-plane crankshaft, whereas the GT Black's V8 has a flat-plane crank. One way to see it is that nobody would put up all the effort for just one car. Or maybe you would put up all the effort for your grand finale. So, that was the first ever issue of Petrolhead News. What do you think? Do we need an M3 Touring? Should we violate the sanctity of the M3 CSL? What about the GMA T50? Will it be the ultimate driver's car? Will there be other cars like it? Does it even matter? What about the Victor or the GT Black? And what about this video? Please let me know in the comments. Thank you very much and see you soon.